Welcome inside the Mississippi Salute Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Coleman, Director of Communications at Mississippi Veterans Affairs, and we thank you so much for joining us on another exciting episode. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much. Um, your time and downloading or streaming is much appreciated. I hope that you find something valuable and informative uh, while you join us here today. Um, if you're a returning listener, returning customer, I appreciate your support. Um, as you well know, my entire goal of this podcast is to shine light on real life American heroes, no matter the rank, no matter where they're from, to give them the honor that they truly deserve. And hopefully along the way, if there are services and benefits that you need or are entitled to, I can help you track that down as well. Um, as always, you can visit our website, www.msva.ms.gov. There you can find all of our services and programs that we offer, whether it be our veterans' homes, our memorial cemeteries. If you need to find a veteran service officer nearest you, you can find all of that information on our website. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, MS Veterans Affairs. That's an S on the end. And on Twitter, that's at MS Vet affairs. I'm always updating information for you there that can be beneficial to you or your family. Be sure to check that out and see if it is um, the right fit for you. All right. Very good. On this episode, I'm honored and I do mean honored uh, to have a real life American hero here on the podcast. Um, I find him to be in, in, in certain research that I've done and in interviews that I've done um, just such a well-versed, well-traveled man, first and foremost. You know, y'all hear me say it on the podcast, he gets it. Um, this this next person definitely, definitely gets it. I'm joined now by Major General Retired Jeff Hammond. Um, as his bio says here at the University of Southern Miss, he is a Director of Veteran and Military Affairs. He's a father first, once a soldier, and what I love, a Golden Eagle from the University of Southern Mississippi. He received this commission as an Army officer upon graduation from USM in 1978, where he served as team captain for the football team. He doesn't even remember this, but I actually interviewed him when he was AD, when he was the athletic director here at Southern Miss. Um, that was that was quite a, quite a while ago now. Um, he earned his bachelor's degree and his master's of education from Southern Miss, along with a master's degree in national security and strategic studies via the U.S. Navy War College. He places his greatest trust in spiritual faith, family, and caring for our service members, military veterans, and their families. General Hammond, has been married to Diane, a USM criminal justice graduate for 33 years, over 33 years now. And they have two children, Michael and Megan, both graduates of Texas A&M University. Sir, I thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Well, you're very kind. I appreciate the opportunity. I do yes, offer one correction sure. to your intro. Yeah, yeah. And um, not a hero. I served with heroes. <laughs> I'm not a hero. I served with heroes. But uh Thank you for your kindness with your yes, words sir. and taking the time to Absolutely. give me a chance to, to talk a little bit. You know, we were talking before um, we press record, um, as, as you all know, I do. I just I like to make sure I have good background, but also just to get to know my guests. If it's my first time meeting them or their first time meeting me. Um, and we said we just talked about the idea of there's so many interviews and, and, and writings and you name it on on you from your military service career. And rightly so. You have served in some of the most pivotal points of our recent history when it comes to preserving democracy, not just here, but around the world. OK, um, but on this podcast, I always like to go back to the beginning for our men and women to give folks an idea of where you come from and, and why you join and how those moments before we knew General Hammond, how that shaped the man and how 
after that moving forward, how it helps you and inspires you to continue to serve today. So I just want to give folks an idea, first and foremost, where you're from? Where did, where did you grow up, General Hammond? You know, I guess I, you know, I was, I was born in California. My father was a traveling salesman, but I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. I came, uh, I was, I performed well enough where I was offered a football scholarship at Southern Miss. So that brought me uh, to Hattiesburg. And it's there that, um, you know, it's interesting. I, people say, why did you join the army? Why'd you serve? And you know, it's a rather simple answer because my father told me to. Hmm. Uh, I just came from a family where it was close and tight knit, very respectful of our elders. And uh, my dad told me, I, he asked me, what are you going to do? I I might coach, I might do this, might do that. He says, well, whatever you do, you need to serve your country. Mm. He says, you you have that obligation because that's what we do. We serve others. So I um, that's why I joined the Army. That's why I joined the Army ROTC and was commissioned out of USM because I, I was a son and I had a father. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, that's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. And I still remember the summer I drove from Memphis back to Hattiesburg to sign my contract. Um, as I went out to get in a car, my mother came out and in tears and said, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this as mothers, you know, they're always protective. But sure. I said, no, this is, um, so I, my dad drove me. I looking back over the years, it's the reason I served a uh, combination of my dad put me on the course, but I think it was the will of God that I'd be a soldier. Yeah. We did it for 32 years and we served soldiers and families and, uh, throughout from Every moment of that, I felt the hand of God um, push me along the way and pull me when I need to be pulled. Again, just hearing hearing your interviews, um, hearing people speak of you, um, when you're in the room and when you're not in the room, the thing that, that, that comes up a lot is that he, he did it a different way. You may feel like you didn't do it a different way, but here, here's what I mean by that. Teddy Reed, who, who works with me, um, for Mississippi Veterans Affairs here here at, at your center for, for, I want to make sure I say this right, Center for Military Veterans Service Members and Families. Uh, Teddy does a great job for us. He mentioned uh, just giving us little anecdotal stories of, of you doing things the unorthodox way where a general shouldn't be out in the field. But you would say, hey, how am I going to get my intel, you know, at the right time? By the time it gets back to me where I'm supposed to be, it's already outdated. I hear those stories so often where, you're not sitting up in a high place, right? You are you are amongst the very people that we talk about that put their lives on the line for people that they've never met just simply for that name of freedom. Why? I guess my question is to you first and foremost, why when you, at the end of your career, have achieved this level of status where you could easily sit in the back and, and bark out the orders, why was it so important to you to be forward? You know, I was... Raised by parents that made sure we, me and my brothers and sisters understood that we were commoners. We were common people. There's nothing special about us. We made God's image. And, um, and even in my years throughout the army, I always understood that the best leaders, um, are servant leaders. They understand that it's not about them. It's always about the soldiers and their families that you lead. And it might seem simple, but, you know, you, you wait at the end of the line at Fort Hood when you go get a haircut. Even though you're general, you don't go. You you sure. you, you don't eat in, in the field or in an environment until every one of your soldiers has eaten. Uh, you, you, 
my wife, you know, for my wife and I used to, for when I wasn't deployed, we would make every Saturday night our date night. The two of us would go out to dinner or whatever we were going to do. It was always the same thing. We'd come back. We wouldn't go home. We'd go to the barracks. Hmm. Here you have the you know, command general and his wife walking through the barracks on Saturday night at midnight. Well, what we're doing is we... We were looking for the lonely soldiers. We were looking for the washing machines, the dryers that weren't working. We were looking for the, the rundown living conditions for our soldiers uh, because you, you, that was our job. Our job was to to put the, you know, it's funny. You look at the uh, Air Force. What's the weapon system in the Air Force? And I tend to believe it's, it's the fighter jet. In the Navy, it's a combination of the submarine, the ship, and the jet. Um, but uniquely so in the Army, the, the weapons system is the soldier. Mm. And you have to love, care for, nurture, and develop that weapon system and their family if you're going to succeed. So I, um, yeah, I learned playing football, being a quarterback, being a leader. At, you lead by example from the front. You don't hide from behind. And when I deployed the 4th Infantry Division to combat, I had an inter- interesting conversation with retired General Barry McCaffrey. He had been uh, President Clinton's, um, one of his economic, I think, the, the drug wars are. Sure. And he commanded the 24th Division in combat. And and I asked General McCaffrey, I said, I've never been a division commander in combat, so I'm going forth with that. 28,000 soldiers, where should I be every day? And his comment was, he says, you need to be every day somewhere where you can get killed. I said, what? He goes, he says, if you aren't there, then you aren't where your soldiers are at. And if you are there, you understand the nature of the fight firsthand so you can make the wise decisions that protect your soldiers while also accomplishing the mission. So you know, I, a fundamental component of leadership has got to be humility. It's got to be a servant nature. And uh, it, as I always tell the young people here that I deal with at the University of Southern Mississippi, particularly going to ROTC, when... They talk about their definition of leadership. I kind of wipe it off the mat, and I say it's two words. Follow me. Hmm. That's it. Leadership is two words. Follow me. And uh, so I've I've been very blessed to have the health, the uh, the wits to uh, succeed in the military as a leader. But I succeed it in spite of my deficiencies. I succeed because soldiers and families uh, trusted me, believed in me. Uh, um, Worked around my mistakes, my shortcomings, and uh, it was it was 32 years, and it was well enjoyed by me and my family. I can tell just by the way you speak to it that that that, that word trust, mm. trust between you and and not just your fellow soldiers at your rank, but those everyday boots on the ground that that was very important to you. Um, whether we're talking about Iraq, Fort Hood, wherever you were at the time. Um, that level of trust, not only people trusting you, but vice versa, right? Um, what was that like in the beginning, though? Because I imagine that was a little bit of an adjustment for these soldiers to be in the field and to see the commanding general show up and not only show up and where they ha- where they feel rigid to say, guys, relax, we're, we're literally going at this together. Well, that was, you know, it's um, what I didn't want when I was with the 4th Infantry in Iraq. I didn't want what I understood happened at times in Vietnam with division commanders. They would watch the fight from the air in a Huey. I, I wanted to be on the ground uh, where they, the, the, the people we were leading, we were asking 
to, to serve us understood that I, I assumed equal, if not greater risk. And it, yeah, it was, there was always um, going to be problems with the general shows up and I got my personal security sure. detachment and I went on a, a patrol one night um, in Iraq and I showed up and I only brought one or two guys with me. I linked up with the, the company and as they got ready, they're, they're counting off, getting ready to go. And I counted off with them, and a guy looked, who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I'm, I'm Hammond. Are you, you a new guy? I said, yeah, I, I, I just, I just. Sure. All right. And it was over with. <laughs> I look at me like, what the heck are you crazy? No, I, not crazy, but um, oh. there's a fine line that the leader has to draw where you don't negatively impact the mission. Yes, sir. But on the other hand, you, you, you enhance the mission and you just got to be careful of that we, and we were, um, there are, there, you know, there's an incident, for example, in Iraq where we had, a a platoon, a platoon lost five soldiers in wow. one battle. And once the platoon got back to its outpost, uh, its combat outpost, um, I immediately flew in to see the platoon leader. I didn't tell anyone. I said, I want to see a platoon leader. We're about five minutes out from land. I said, call, call FM Ray, let him know the command general wants to see him. So I landed, got out, and this kid's he's you know, he's obviously crushed. He's lost five soldiers and he's in charge. He's the lieutenant, and he can't believe the command general's there. And you can look in his eyes and see fear. I'm about to get relieved or fired. I took off my helmet. I said, sit down. I said, What's your first name? He goes, my name's Jeff. I said, Well, I'm a Jeff too. And we proceeded to talk. I just I just wanted to I wanted him to know it's okay. It's okay. And, and at the end of it, I looked at him and I said, listen, I said, I'll, I'll volunteer to work for you if you'd hire me. And now I tell that story because a year, two years, two years later, I get a, a letter from my father. And his father writes me that was his son. I didn't realize wow. that. His, his father tells me, he says, you know, I know you went to see my son, but you don't know is a few minutes before you landed, he called me. He told me I'm about to be relieved. The command general's coming in. He says, and I told him as my son, he says, I don't, he says, I don't think so. Trust the man. Please just trust him. If he's worth his salt, he's going to come, you know, put his arm around you. And as the father writes me, he goes on to say, he says, you made me a hero as a father because I was right. Yeah. And uh, so I, I don't know. I, leadership is hard. It's real hard. That's why no one wants to be a leader. That's why you... Uh, it, 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 because it costs, it costs more than normally most folk carry in their, in their rucksack as, as, as a person, but it's, it's tough, but, um, leaders I think are made, not necessarily born. And, and I think the U S army does a splendid job of, uh, preparing leaders, particularly for combat. But, uh, I, I we loved our years in the army, yeah. my wife and I, my kids at the time didn't like moving all those times, but years later now, they look back and say, wow, we, uh, we, we, we got to a different view of life. Yeah. After your military service, yep. you could have gone and done anything. You could have, you could have retired 100% and just sat on the back porch and fished if you're into that hunt, whatever it might be. Um, instead, you came back, you gave back to your university in, in the form of um, director of athletics. Um, and here we are now. Which is, which is truly the reason I wanted to come here. Because um, I think it's so unique for a, a, a general to say, not only do I want to make sure that I continue to give back, 
but I want to instill the idea of giving back to folks in the form of education. Um, sure, go out and serve your nation, but also serve yourself in the process. Um, where did that passion come about for you to take that step and say, I want to make sure now that I can help out when it comes to making sure that our veterans and their families are secure on an educational side of life? Well, you know, my wife and I ran into a veteran and his family in the mall here about 10 years ago. And a kid had served with me in the 4th Infantry, and we were appalled at the, the challenges he they were going through just to get help, hmm. to get into college, education. And the more I dug into it, I discovered that this just isn't a one-person, one-time event. So my wife and I sat down and and we said, let's figure this out. We jumped in our car and we traveled throughout the state of Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. We visited one university after another, doing our research, trying to see what do you do for veterans? How do you do it? And after that, we compiled some thoughts on how we could maybe do something here. And then we embarked on that um, wonderful mission that uh, I think God granted me, make a difference by helping these kids. And uh, that's what we've done. We been at it about 10 years, started off with very little. Now we've got, you know, we're very blessed. Our cup overflows here. Yeah. We have a credible veteran center of great kids, a, a university led by a president that supports us. And the, the neat thing is I wake up every morning. I can't wait to come in because you, we, we can touch hearts and change lives. We get to do that every day here. And there's not many places, uh, that you can do that. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, we, we, you know, we get to help break down the walls that separate a veteran and their family member from achieving the things that they rightly should have the opportunity to achieve. All right. And we've got a remarkable success rate here. Our veteran students graduating with the highest honors, getting employed in what it is they want to do. Um, I take that very serious. We want to be the best in the nation at sure. this. We've been rated as high as number three. Absolutely. We we think um, at the end of the day, the true test of what we do here is our ability to get the kids in, stay with them as they go throughout, and when they exit, walk with them hand in hand into the job world with a job that's secured and that they're financially moving forward with the new profession. So it's... Uh, the goodness is we're, we have the support of the campus community. Yeah. We don't. Here in Hattiesburg, it's a pro-military environment, and, and I can't tell you how grateful I am for that. we got to continue to brag on Southern Miss a little, a little bit more. There since, you go. Since we're, since we're two Golden Eagles here, um, you heard General Hammond say it. Southern Miss is perennially um, top 25 when it comes to military-friendly universities, institutions. High is number three here recently. Um that just speaks to the work that General Hammond and his team have put together for these families, for these veterans that, that are here. Um, you and I both know tuition assistance mm. is, is a huge, huge concern, issue, uh, desire for the veteran. And you guys here at Southern Miss have done something that I think is so unique. Y'all have figured it out. <laughs> what I mean by that, y'all have found a way to say if a veteran wants to go to school, if their family wants to go to school, it's on us to help them figure out what that looks like. And you all have come up with this tremendous, tremendous idea of tuition gap assistance and make it work. 
make it work. So I want you to explain to the listener what that excuse me, tuition gap assistance looks like for you all. Well, it's a great program. We, um, you know, we, we, I think we have the market and we've turned a corner on providing every conceivable program to help a veteran family member, active duty, national guard, reserve yeah. service member, go to college. Uh, heck, if you're any one of those, you're, we're going to waive the out of state tuition. Okay. And if you're a family member, of one of those, we're going to waive the out-of-state tuition. Wow. Um, you're, you're not going to be affixed a, an application fee. We have a textbooks for troops program where we're going to provide you textbooks that you need. We have an unbelievable number of scholarship endowments to help you. Um, but this most late, latest thing we, we put into place in the university, we call it the TA GAP Funding Program. TA stands for Tuition Assistance. There's a federal program, Federal Tuition Assistance, FTA, and it pays $250 per semester hour for a, a military student to attend college, which that's $750 for a three-hour course. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, a three-hour course costs $1,150. So there's a difference between what the federal government gives these youngsters and what the actual cost is, and that's the gap. Mm -hmm. This university now fills a gap. It just doesn't seem right that... <laughs> it just doesn't seem right that... that the, you know, our service members at, out at Fort Hood want to get a degree in logistics, yeah. transportation and trade online, that they're now having to pay out of pocket to take these classes. So we fill the gap. So the, the bottom line is um, the service member goes to the tuition to go to this university is no cost. Um, and we this program will start with the fall semester of 2023. And... Um, I can't tell you how special this tuition assistance gap funding program is. Very, very few schools across the nation do this. Uh, our university does it because it's the right thing to do. I was just general, sometimes was, you got to do the right thing. You know, I was just about to say that. You know, so often, um, and this is not a shot at anyone, but so often we find ways to say no. We we, yep. we can easily get to no, yeah. But in this case, we're talking about a group that has given everything. Sometimes a family member has given the ultimate. And here we say, how do we get to yes? How do we get, to, and it only makes sense because as you said, it's simply the right thing to do. They've given their all, so how can we not offer them a quality education at, at, at no cost, the best way possible? Um, that's amazing to me when I hear that. Um, when you were able to, to help make this program happen, I can only imagine for you personally the joy, like the the relief that went through your soul when you heard that. Uh, you know, within the first within the first week, um, when Dr. Joe Paul was present, he wanted to talk about this program. He because we knew we were it was evolving. We were trying to put this together, um, and he sat down in my office with me and asked me about it. And I said, "Here's what's about. Here's what the cost will be to the university." And, but I kept coming back to, but it's the right thing to do for the right people who have all stood up and stand up for us today. I, I told him, I said, you know, this program will provide our service members who participate in the military federal tuition fund assistance program. It's going to provide them no cost tuition. And that's got to be good yeah. because these kids serve at the cost of their lives in many cases. And, you know, he looked at me, he says, I'll, I'll get back with you. And, he got back with me. He said, let's do it. I went, what? What'd you say? He goes, let's do it. I said, and I, and, uh, I said, 
we're already out the door on this, boss. We're moving now. Quick. Sure. So um, it's it's another program that uh, I think is worth investigating. That along with the National Guard free tuition, it's they, they changed it to be the National Guard uh, tuition assistance, I believe, scholarship program. Sure. National sure. Guard scholarship program. Yes, sir. That's evolved over the last 18 months. And there's really, if you're affiliated with the military, either a veteran, National Guard, reservist, or active duty, uh, there's no reason you shouldn't be trying to better yourself for the future through education. And if you buy into that, then there's no reason your first stop shouldn't be here at USM where it can all happen. And it can happen in your favor, and it can happen easily uh, because we're going to walk you through together with this thing and get it done. Pretty cool. It, it, it's definitely cool. I want to make sure that people understand how to get to it. Um, is it is it readily available information on Southern Miss's yeah. website? Well, they, I'll give you, if they go to usm.edu slash TA-GAP. I'll repeat that. usm.edu slant slash ta dash gap gap you go to that website it will uh, you get all the details you need yeah. about the program yeah or yeah, call yeah. here 601-266-8387 and uh, we're we'll, we'll have that phone up in our hands by the second ring yeah that's our standard and we'll we'll, we'll be there for you and, and the thing that that i would i would submit to folks about this program i don't even want to call this a a, a free benefit to a to a veteran to a service member is not free because they've already earned it. You, you, you get what I mean? Like I don't I don't even like the idea of calling it free because it's not free. They've already paid for or are in the process of paying for it with their service. Um, so this is why this program is so important. It's so vital to this community. Um, look into it if you are a veteran or a family member of a veteran. Please take a moment to just research it. You will find that you should give it a shot. I, I, I personally, I, I'm a Southern Miss guy, so I'm, I'm going to co-sign to it anyway, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't sign up for it. It's just the ultimate benefit for you to further not only your education, but further your future, an opportunity to elevate your life to that next stage of whatever it might be. So, I, uh, I, I just want people to know that we're here for uh, our military students and this um, Service members who participate in the Military Federal Tuition Assistance Program are going to benefit from this no-cost tuition program. But we have programs for just for every category, if you would, mm. participating uh, military family members and military members and veterans, retirees, the whole bit. We have something for everyone here. And the good news is uh, you're not alone here. You're never at it alone. We're, we are engaged from the moment you walk in the door uh, working, helping you through the classes, uh, providing tutors if that's necessary, working with faculty if that's necessary. Uh, you never stand alone here at USM if you're a military student. You, we stand shoulder to shoulder, uh, back to back with you, with the clear-cut mission of helping you develop to pursue not a degree, uh, but a career, hmm. a career, a professional career in your choice. So. It's uh, it's all good. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best for for my dollar. It's the best. Uh, what else? What else, General Hammond? What else did, did I not ask you? And this is always the toughest question because I, I just leave it out oh, there for you. But what yeah. well, what did I didn't ask you that you'd like to talk about? I just I guess I like to, I just want uh, I want to thank the people that um, 
have served this nation, continue to serve this nation in any way, shape, or form. We're, you know, we're getting close to being about 250 years old as a nation. Um, and in my heart, I believe what the founding fathers really had in mind is more similar to what we have in the military. You know, we're all in it together. We have a common mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not about anything but, you, you know, you, the, the partner on your left, to your right, the one in front of you, the one behind you. We're on it together. We sacrifice together. We love together. Uh, we, we, we live together. We eat together. We, we experience life together. Our kids go to the same schools. We, we, we have everything in common to include a, a commitment to an ethos, duty, honor, country. And, and so those who are out there that have served, are serving, are thinking about serving, I, I think you're in a select group, a select group of what uh, this nation can be and is, at least for us that has served. And, and, and as part of that, there's programs like we have here. It's the Center for Military Veterans, Service Members, and Families that honor you. We honor you every opportunity we get. And I'd ask any one of your listeners, if, if you're anywhere near Hattiesburg, just stop on by. Let us give you a tour of the building. Let us meet you. Let us listen to you. Let's listen to what you have to say, your story, your thoughts, your dreams, your futures. And let's see if we can offer you something that might match up. Um, we don't like to do a lot of talking. We, want, we like to listen. <laughs> and we like to, if we listen well enough, I think then we can reach down and find what it is you're looking for. We have some incredible op. This university is... Um, it's a special place. We were a chip on your shoulder type people. No question. You have to work hard. No There's question. nothing easy here. And when you leave this university, you leave here, I think, better prepared than anywhere else across this state to encounter life's challenges professionally, socially, and personally. And we take a lot of pride in that. I, I am a golden eagle. I love this university. And I probably should admit it earlier in our talk was uh, we came back here when we left the retire from the military to be a part of the university. I met the love of my life here at this university. I got my army career started here at this university. This shit, you know, shaped my leadership style. And then I came back home and I was, was gifted with an opportunity to start a program and it's been special. And, uh, I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm hoping someone's going to hear this and walk through the door sure. tomorrow, and I, I have a big smile, as will the entire staff, and I, I can't wait to see who walks in tomorrow. I can't wait. That's how we approach each day. We start off every day with the staff huddles up, and we and I ask them the question, who has it better than us? And they all reply in, in unison, nobody. 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 I said, okay, <laughs> let's see who walks through the door today. So um, God bless uh, each and every one of your listeners, and I hope that um, they all realize as military people that there's a special spot in, their, in our heart for them here at the University of Southern Mississippi. Awesome, awesome. He is Major General Jeff Hammond, Southern Miss, born and bred, um, and he's awesome. He, he took a minute to spend some time with us here on the Mississippi Salute Podcast, and I thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Um, we hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. You heard them. Try them. Give them a shot research come and visit you'll find that it's exactly what you need um and we hope you do it we hope you do it here um i'm ray coleman director of communications once again if you need us for anything we're here for you msva.ms.gov and follow us on all social media facebook and instagram ms veterans affairs with an s on the end 
and then on Twitter at MS Vet Affairs. We're there for you. Send a direct message. You can find all of our contact info, call. You can ask for me directly if I'm not a veteran service officer, but I will get you to that person. Whatever it is that you need, we're here for you. All right? That's it. Until next time, we'll see you.